Here's a question I ask every therapist that I ever work with, which is like, what are the books that genuinely changed your life? Because therapists are like, this is what they do, man. This is what they do. And what I'm hoping with, with today's episode, with our Mental Health Monday, Leah's back on today. I want her to give us three books that she genuinely thinks changed her life. Because I hope there's one that we can take away that will like, you ever like just read a book like that? And you're just like, wow, that changed everything. Hopefully we'll give you three today with our Mental Health Monday on the show. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. What's up? Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello. Obviously, it's a, a Monday show. <laughs> Welcome to the Survive Mama's Boy podcast. Yeah, we've been here for now 729 episodes. If you've been here for every single one of those, thank you so much. If you're your first one, welcome. Happy to have you here too. If you've been anywhere in between those two, you're also very appreciated. So thank you for pressing play. This is a podcast based in three principles. Live, laugh, love your mom. That means we live our lives out loud. We laugh a lot and we love my mom, my co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. So a pro tip, pro adult tip, and it... uh Took me about uh, almost forty years now to to learn this the hard way, but I'm hoping I can say you know some of my life struggles I can go through so that you guys don't have to. Uh, do not fall asleep with gum in your mouth. Do not do oh, it. No. Do not do it. And in all seriousness, I know people can choke from it, so don't do that. Uh, the second worst thing that can happen though is what happened to me. I do believe I'm literally covered in gum right now. Um, oh, I, it no. is. I don't even know how this possibly happened to where I literally am finding gum all over my body. Oh, um, but I'll walk you through what happened, and maybe we can we can like deduce this together. Okay, so Friday <laughs> night sounds like something that would happen to a six year old. No, I know, I know. Oh, so Friday God. night, I um I I went to therapy, and I you know I told you I wasn't sleeping well last week. I I like missed a whole night of sleep basically. So really tired. I gone to therapy. It's pretty emotional came home and I really, I was just wanted to have an easy Friday night. So I ordered, um, I ordered some food, uh, from Uber eats and I scheduled it to be in my house. Cause my therapy was kind of late. My therapist said I moved it back. It was like at four 45 to five 45. I didn't get home to like six 15, scheduled my food to get there. Guess what? Everything was aligning just right. Okay. Mm. Um, I get home, the food said it's on its way. Oh my gosh. Great. I'm gonna have pad thai. I'm so excited about this. I'm just going to do that. Mm, I'll, I'll I, you know, I can, I can be in bed by eight. This is going to be great. So I get home, start kind of uh, getting things, you know, situated. And I'm like, you know, because what they do is if you, if you order food, they'll actually bring the food up to you or any deliveries that they'll bring them up to your unit. So I, mm-hmm. I keep waiting to hear like the them deliver it. And I'm like, that's weird. It's been like 20 minutes. I haven't heard anything. So now I'm starting to get a little hangry. I'm already tired. I call downstairs. I'm like, hey, did they, did that Uber Eats delivery come? I said, no, we never saw an Uber Eats delivery. I said, so <gasps> So I call Uber Eats now. Now, 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 I got to figure this out because I got no food in my house. I'm like, all right, let me let me see if I can figure out what happened here. Trying to figure it out, they're like, let me see. Oh, we called the driver. We they, we don't know. We not they, we couldn't get in touch with the driver. We're not sure. We'll just have to reorder the food for you. Then I reorder the food. It shows it won't be there till seven. Now you know it's supposed to be at six fifteen. It's not going to mm-hmm. arrive now till seven forty five. Uh-uh. So I'm already kind of like I'm kind of annoyed and like okay I'm hungry mm-hmm. I'm hangry tired mm-hmm. and. So I'm sitting here. I'm trying to like figure. It's like I'm I'm starting to spin a little bit. You know what I mean? Like we just want to go to bed. Mm-hmm. And so I'll be damned if like at 7:30 I don't get a call from downstairs. And they're like, "Oh, by the way, we found your order. We we delivered it to the wrong unit. Sorry. Um, we'll uh, 
<laughs> we'll bring it on up. And I'm like, there's literally another delivery going to be here in five minutes. My food, whatever. Just bring the food. Like, just bring it. Oh. Like, just bring them both up. It's fine. Like, no big deal. I'll be eating pad thai for days, but it's fine. <laughs> um, so they bring uh, all the food gets here. It's like 7:45. Eat my pad thai. It's eight o'clock. Exhausted, right? I come mm-hmm. hop in bed and I'm like, I'm just, I just want to like just lay down. I didn't finish. Mm-hmm. I started watching Pitch Perfect last weekend. Didn't finish it. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just going to watch a couple minutes, minutes of Pitch Perfect and then I'll, um, I'll go get ready for bed and everything else. Right. That's mm-hmm. by the way, the kiss of death. I don't know what's worse saying. Let me just lay down for a couple of minutes or I'll get gas oh. on the way to work tomorrow. Both of them are terrible, oh. terrible decisions. So mm-hmm. before I got in bed though, I ate my pad thai, you know, had pad thai breath. I was like, I just, you know, don't want that flavor in my mouth. I grabbed a piece of gum. Right, because I just bought some gum at the gas station, and I was like, "Okay, I'm just gonna watch Pitch Perfect for a couple of minutes, y'all." I, all I remember the, ne- the next thing happening is I wake up and I can like feel the gum, um, <laughs> like it, in like my hand. It was, like, it was like I felt in the bed. I guess is what it was. I'm trying to think how this happened. Oh. So I felt it in the bed, and like mm-hmm. at this point, I'm I'm exhausted. Right? I don't. I don't. It was like it was like eleven o'clock, maybe maybe oh. a little eleven thirty. And I am like, okay, oh my God. So, and my brain's kind of processing this all at the same time. Like I'm still half asleep and I'm like, <laughs> okay, so the, um, yeah, the, um, the gum is in my hand. It came out of my mouth. I need to make sure this gum doesn't get stuck to the sheets. Mm. So what I need to do is attach it to something so that I don't roll over it. And so what I'm going to do is I start kind of like feeling around. I was like, maybe I can find the remote control or something to just stick it on for tonight. And what, <laughs> I, what I found was my my blue light glasses. I wear blue light glasses and I, uh, oh, at night. Oh. I didn't put them on, obviously, on that night. But I just I leave them laying in the bed because I have a king-size bed with one person. The other half mm-hmm. of my bed is used for storage. So um, I, I, feel my, my, I feel my blue light glasses. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to stick to this blue light glasses. And that's, that'll be fine. Fell back asleep. Y'all woke up this morning gum everywhere i don't even know like i'm I, and like no bullshit it's everywhere from my legs i found uh-uh. some i was literally when i was showering today i found some on my back uh uh-uh. my arms uh it didn't get in my hair luckily but literally uh-huh. now you have to keep in mind too i'm a very hairy guy so uh-huh. i i literally have been pulling gum out of my hair oh. my body hair all day i don't oh. even know how that possibly happened I don't know. I can also tell you there's there's gum all over my blue light glasses. It's I don't I don't know if maybe I started rolling over on my blue light glasses back and forth, back and mm-hmm. forth, possibly because there's mm-hmm. some on the mattress now. There's literally some. There's it's, it's still I'm still finding it in my body here. Um, so I'm I don't know how long this process is going to take to actually do it. <laughs> but just as a a pro tip, like you can't you can't even rest. And this may even be like a 40 year old thing, right? Where it's like, you can't even just, if you're going to have gum in your mouth, don't even just lay down for a second and say, I'm just going to rest my eyes. Because oh I now gosh. feel like I've entered into that phase where like resting my eyes is no longer an option, right? Mm-hmm. No. Like it's just, you're, you're most likely going to fall asleep mm-hmm. for, uh, for the rest of the night. So just mm-hmm. FYI, oh, unless you want gosh, gum honey, all over I'm so you. Sorry. That's it's fine. So gross. Uh, there's some big, there's some big, uh, 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 backwoods news coming out of North Georgia today. And mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. detrimental. I feel like this is like an end of an era. Mm-hmm. Now keep in yes. mind, I want you to picture this. My parents live in rural Georgia 
Mm-hmm. If you live in Georgia, they, they live in Dawsonville up by Lake Lanier, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's getting there, but y'all have y'all got two grocery stores now, right? Well, three. <laughs> no, we have three grocery yeah, stores. Yeah, you got the Ingles. Yeah. Let me put it this way. There, let me put it this way. There's no Walmart there, okay? And like, so there's a Walmart. No, we're thirty minutes away. Not in your city. There's not. No. Yes, there is. Where? There's a Walmart right up there. Oh, you're right. You're right. You guys do have a Walmart. I forgot. Sorry. I was like, why would we drive to the other one? Because it was out of stock. We're trying to get that Mario game and it's out of stock. That's correct. Okay. So they they have have a Walmart. So it's at least Walmart size. Okay. But Mm -hmm. um, what's the population of Dawsonville? Just as a, do you know? Uh, I don't know. 6,000 maybe. Yeah. It's not big. Um, I should know that. Let me, let me do this. Dawsonville, Dawsonville, Georgia population. It's probably no, eighteen. Bits. It's not even that. It's uh, it's four thousand people. Four thousand. Yeah. Wow. And that's grown okay. exponentially, by the way. Um, mm. back in ninety nine, it was five hundred and thirty. What? <laughs> no, that can't be right. I don't know what this is, but anyway, no, it, this no, is telling no. me. No. This is telling me that it's um. Is that it's 20, four thousand for twenty one? Oh, um, well, it's probably six now. What well, now says though? Hang on, this is a, this is on your Wikipedia page. So I'll go by this one. Yeah, it says okay. Dawsonville is a city, uh, mm-hmm. in Dawson County, mm-hmm. and the population was twenty five thirty six though. And that was in twenty ten. Anyway, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. This one's telling me it, it's not a lot of people. Is the point I'm trying to make? <laughs> no. And there's the Dawsonville is known for what, Mom? There's one thing that you guys are known for, and that is what. <laughs> Moonshine. Yeah. And why is that? Because in the early days, there were a lot of moonshine distilleries around Dawsonville. Mm-hmm. It was a, like the moonshine capital. It's crazy, right? So that just <laughs> I want you just to visualize this whole setting now, because now you're kind of getting the, the feel of this city. 6,000 people. Mm-hmm. Moonshine mm-hmm. capital of the world. They got a Walmart. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're, you're putting it all together. <laughs> you're getting it. So... Uh, so we, I, I found out, and I guess you just found out that the, the, the biggest attraction in Dawsonville, Georgia, has officially shut down, and that is what? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! It was the Moonshine Museum, which was in the city hall. <laughs> <laughs> I know we've talked about this before, but it's very early on in the podcast. So if you haven't listened to every episode, <laughs> literally, y'all, there is a Moonshine Museum mm-hmm. slash city hall. Like it was both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's correct. It was both. And it was really, it was like such a bizarre. Do you want to explain like what that even means? I, I went over there too, to, but I want your your take on it. You you would have to, you'd have to pay admission to City Hall for the tour and then you could buy some moonshine. Yeah. But you had, you bought it at City Hall. And you so, moonshine and like, City Hall. you could go in there and, and they, it literally <laughs> was like, like a history of moonshine. Uh, and correct. You, and, then, and they had a big vat there that would show you like how they used to make it and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then they would tell you how they stopped, stopped up the pump or whatever the faucet, right? You know, right, was with a coon dick. Yeah, and if you're wondering if uh, if that means a raccoon's <laughs> penis, it does. It does. And as a souvenir, is that was that really you, true though? Was that really what it, what it was? That's what they say. I, can, I don't that's even want to type in say. raccoon dick, but that's what they say. I don't know. Oh, as God. a souvenir, I literally am typing coon dick into my fucking and, computer right yeah. now. Yeah, you could buy all kinds of moonshine. And Which, by the way, it sounds get this. like my my vegan bones are like are like aching right now that this is even like a thing. But yeah, it's literally a raccoon's penis bone. 
Well, um, you remember when your San Diego friends came here, and we had quite a fun time doing shots of moonshine. Yeah, it's uh, it's something. So um, <laughs> I remember just going over there, and you can imagine too. Like, it's not even just the fact that there is a moonshine museum, but you have to imagine like the people that came. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> It, and the guy that did the tour. Yeah, it oh, was, was it's, great. it was like, I'm sad. Here's why I'm sad because it was such a sight to be seen that I'm really <laughs> yes. sad that like it won't be around anymore. It was like nothing else, nothing else in the world you could do. Yeah. I mean, it was so different and so crazy. City Hall slash moonshine, <laughs> moonshine distillery. distillery where you can buy raccoon penises and moonshine. Like it's. <laughs> It was. Why did it close though? It seems like it was such a that was such like a staple of the community. <laughs> I don't know, but you know, Jim was excited to take his friend Rick, who um, came to visit today, mm-hmm. over over there, you know, and go through that thing because it's it's so hysterical. And they got there, and now it's like a NASCAR. Well, that's so. So, if you wonder what what can you well, you know, where where do you go when you have an empty um, <laughs> moonshine? <laughs> An empty moonshine uh, <laughs> museum. What 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 else can go in there that would get the get the people excited? You think? That's right. Well, so this now it's is the home of Bill Elliott. You know. Yeah. So now it's, it's uh, a big deal in Dawsonville. Now we're also going to do. Uh, it sounds like we're going to do a, a NASCAR museum as well. So mm-hmm. same clientele, mm-hmm. I, I do believe. Mm-hmm. I think so. Can actually. I mean, that's one thing too to be careful. Like, don't mess with NASCAR people. Don't mess with NASCAR people. That's Mm-mm. the thing is you can't if you shut down a NASCAR museum, that's gonna be a way different situation than if you Mm-mm. if you shut down. I felt like the two people that I uh have offended the most in my life on the radio. Have you ever wondered? Because you know, you know me, especially like back in like the San Diego days and, and prior, like w- well, when you could, I mean, it's not even that I don't like pushing buttons anymore. It's just so much scary to push buttons and it didn't it didn't like mm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, two people that I've, I've learned you never mess with. Number one, NASCAR fans. Don't mess with them. They're, mm-hmm. they're, you're a proud breed. And uh, I'm not even, mm-hmm. listen, I get it. Like there's a lot of a lot of heritage, a lot of love mm-hmm. in that sport. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what? Do you. Go off, sis. Um, mm-hmm. But I realized I one time said something on the radio and like I don't know if I ever lived that down in Panama City, Florida. I don't know if I ever lived it down. I think that, that stuck with my reputation forever that I said something about NASCAR because those people are so loyal to that sport. You don't oh mess boy. with them. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was number one. The number two mm-hmm. people you don't mess with is Scientologist. Oh. <sighs> Did I ever mm-hmm. tell you this story? I don't know if I've ever said this story, this story on the podcast. I so don't think so. We, you know, I was on in Tampa for, God, a year, less than a year. And that was when I was still, so Holly, just so you understand the career path here, is Holly Miguel and I had gone from Panama City, Florida, and then we went to Tampa all together. Well, Clearwater happens to be one of the Scientology. Clearwater is also Tampa, St. Pete area, um, is one of the Scientology. And maybe the, I don't know if LA is or if it's Clearwater. Anyway, they have a big, like, I don't know, whatever you want. I don't know if it's church or like whatever they call it. Um, center. I'm, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting nervous even talking about this right now because I just. <laughs> Religious center. Um, yeah. <laughs> of um, some sort. So, and I, uh, one day we were we were joking about it on the radio uh, about some uh, I think either I said or Miguel said something about like the Scientologists are going to come down their spaceships or something and, and get some. Oh. I don't remember. I don't remember. Y'all like swear to you, swear to you, the amount of complaints mm-hmm. and anger that came across 
the, my boss's email and phone calls for the next couple of days, like that is not a group you want to mess with. Mm, that's amazing. You didn't get whacked I, well, for we that. We were scared. We, I was genuinely, <laughs> I was worried about it. I was yeah. genuinely worried about like, you know, um, what could happen going, you know, going outside for a while because mm-hmm. I, like, when we leave the studio, we'd all kind of like go together just to make sure that mm-hmm. like nobody was going to get <laughs> attacked, you know? Um, yeah. but I can tell you, uh, that didn't die down after a while, but I learned very quickly. Those are the two groups you don't mess with because they'll come after you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but can I tell you, I've never in my whole radio career, I'm trying to feel like if I've ever had like an actual, people threaten all the time. But I'm really thankful to say that I've never had a moment where I actually felt scared mm, that somebody was going to like come Knock after on me. Wood. Um, the only thing that got the only time I've ever been scared on the air, and this happened very early in my career. And we were, we're way sidetracked from the coon dicks, I know. Um, <laughs> That's fine. We, yeah, yeah, this is probably <laughs> we need to move we need on. We need to move forward here, people. We got to somehow <laughs> save the show. We do so. This is, this is a true story. So this is early on in my radio career. And you got to keep in mind, things were different back in the day, right? This was like the MySpace era. I was probably, I may have still been in school. Mm-hmm. This is like my very first like foray into how radio is going to probably go. But this was the, probably the scariest experience that I that I can remember. Like feeling like, I don't know, like where this person's going to show up again. And listen, mm-hmm. this happens to women all the time in this business. And I have seen some really scary stuff happen with women. Uh, with people, mm-hmm. you know, feeling attached and it's mm-hmm. pretty scary. Here's my scariest mm-hmm. experience that I've never really talked about this before. Um, I was in Savannah. I was a 22, 23 year old, you know, college kid. And the number one way was, uh, of communication. People would still really call onto the radio station all the time. Right. So the phones were really busy and I had this woman that would call me all the time and I, uh, she would just talk about her life and her, you know, her marriage and, um, we, she was, you should tell like she wasn't happy. And I, I, she called like every, almost every night though. And mm-hmm. it just got to a point where she was like, well, we, you know, she was like, well, we should meet up. And I'm like, oh, you know, I don't really want to meet up. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but still I was so early in my career that I felt like I, I had to make every listener happy. This is like when I care what people thought about me. So I've never, <laughs> never directly being like, this is too much, you know, like this mm-hmm. is, we need to chill on this. Uh, so she eventually what happened was, she, I answered the studio line one night and she just started reading me my license plate number, which obviously oh. was in the studio parking lot. Oh, uh, I guess because she knew I, I, the, the Jeep, I had a Jeep Cherokee back then. Oh. And that to me was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is scary because now mm-hmm. like you're just too close. You've like crossed the boundary, which is mm-hmm. not okay. It's just not okay mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the only time I've ever really felt scared in my whole radio Did you get career. someone to walk out with you? You know, shortly after they, no, cause I was there at night. It was especially at night because there was actually, um, I may have been, no, there was two people in the whole building at night. Oh, uh, cause I was gosh. on from six to 10. Right. So, um, right. I PM and I, I don't even think I did. I don't, cause there's only one other guy mm. that was on at night too. who was on the hip hop station. And mm. I, I just remember, I think I did call my boss that night and they may actually mm-hmm. have called the cops. I don't remember the detail. I just remember that experience of being like, mm. okay, this is scary. But shortly after mm-hmm. they, they put up a, uh, like a, a gate. Oh, good. Like a, a, you know, like a, 
you know, you gotta, security gate. The security gate. You got to use your key mm-hmm. card to like get in the parking lot. So mm-hmm. that felt better. But honestly, that's the only time I, uh, no Scientologist mm-hmm. ever showed up in my house. No NASCAR mm-hmm. fans ever showed up in my house. Well, just wait. Yeah. They're still there's <laughs> after this episode. They may. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get to our quote for today, Mom. Glad to have you back, by the way, after um, oh, after Friday's you. show. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. I had a wonderful time. Good. Um, this is from Michael J. Fox. You know, I'm, I'm smitten with Michael J. Fox, and I've had so much compassion for him and so much admiration and respect for how he's handling his Parkinson's disease. And he's donated millions of dollars uh, to finding a cure for Parkinson's and uh, feels fairly certain that they're really close to it, which is very exciting. But this is something that he said. It was one of the great ironies of my life that only when it became virtually impossible for me to keep my body from moving would I find the peace, security, and spiritual strength to stand in one place. I couldn't be still until I could literally no longer keep still. Um, and, you know, he, he has talked about how, you know, Parkinson's disease has been, and, and the work that he's doing with that has been the, the greatest blessing of his life, uh, far more than any movie that he ever made. Um, and, you know, I mean, now he is in full-blown Parkinson's disease, and, you know, he, he is moving all the time. And only then, you know, when he was struck with Parkinson's, Parkinson's could he really stop and say, well, sure. you know, life what is changes. life really about? What am I doing uh, here? It just honestly, it like, mm. it freaks me out. Like, when you really mm. think about it, we don't, we just expect to wake up every day and be... <laughs> the same, you know, we don't yeah. think about any of this. Um, I'm sure people, mm-hmm. uh, people listen to this podcast can tell you otherwise. My yes. dad, my dad can tell you otherwise. Yes. Uh, some days you wake up and your whole life changes. And yes. with Michael J. Fox and anybody that suffers with Parkinson's disease, I can't imagine, especially when it's, you know, slow growing and mm-hmm. it's um, advanced. Yeah. I can't imagine yeah. like how that, whole process mentally even has to go, you know? Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think what we can do is I'll take it like just a, a bit of gratitude and mm-hmm. really be thankful for you. The fact that you woke up today and the yes. fact that you're able, if you are able body, you know, um, yes. and if you're fighting something right now, if you're battling some mm-hmm. kind of disease, hopefully you see the, you know, the positivity and the, the hope mm-hmm. that comes from that. I've always said this is that, you know, I, I have um, I have the, the worst medical things ever happened to me, which is nowhere near a comparison. But I'm just going to put this in perspective: is uh, is something called hyperacusis, and mm-hmm. it is this really weird ear condition. It's actually a condition in the brain, but um, it's where noise is when that when whatever flares up, and it usually gets flared up with stress or like when I did the Molly that one time, it did it. Like anything that's like going like, to kind of change my brain chemistry, mm-hmm. it will. Um, uh, it'll, it will flare up my ears. So it, it feels like noise is too loud. It's almost if like 
it's not noise actually doesn't process as loud. My brain just thinks that the noise is, is too loud, right? So my brain's like, holy shit, this is too loud, this is too loud. Like my, my ears started to like clamp almost like if it was too loud, but it's not, right? So it's right. like my my brain has to relearn the comforts of sound. And when I go through, I mean, the longest period I went through that was bad was about 14 months. And that was, I mean, it was, it changed, it changed everything. It changed mm-hmm. my life completely. Um mm-hmm. It's, and it still affects me, you know, from time to time, but not like it did that first time where so far at least, um, where you just, I mean, I woke up that day, literally, uh, it, I had a steroid shot for my allergies. Actually, it was when my brother was visiting. Uh, I took a steroid mm-hmm. shot. My allergies were really bad. And I was like, I just need something right now to feel better because my brother's coming in town. I don't want to feel like shit all weekend. And I, um, took a steroid shot. And then two days later, when all the other symptoms from the shot started kicking in, it was, um, that's the first time I ever had it. And, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy how like some days you just wake up and your life's not the same for better or worse, right. you know, for better or right. worse. That's right. And for someone with Parkinson's, I, mm. you know, I, I applaud him. Mm-hmm. We all have something that we're dealing with and I can yes. only imagine how, cause listen, I, I, as an ego person, as someone that's in the media and understands the, uh, the thrill of a, um, I, I'm only imagining like a young Michael J. Fox of mm-hmm. what his life must have been like. Mm-hmm. This high role, you know what I mean? Like superstar, right? And then all of a mm-hmm. sudden to watch his body, I'm sure it could not have been like an easy process for, you know, mm-hmm. for the normal person. But especially I feel like when you've got so many people, you know, looking at you and idolizing you. So I'm proud of him for saying for, you know, for doing what he's doing because... And his documentary, I can't wait to watch it. I plan to watch it tomorrow. I think it just came out um, maybe on Friday, but I think it's on Apple TV. Yeah. But it's a documentary about, you know, his life and his struggle. And um, I just, yeah, anyone that struggles with a disease like that, just I have so much respect and compassion and love for them. And, and what they go through on a daily basis. I mean, we've got a dear listener who I, whom I will not name, but, you know, I know she struggles every day mm-hmm. of her life. And, yeah. you know, it's it's got to be hard to continue to be hopeful and look on the sure. bright side, but we have to do that and love and support each other. So if you take anything away from this, hopefully it's the fact that, like, you, you know, and even if you are suffering with something, there's got to be something else. My mom actually sent me a book on this. I did. Book on this, which I think is made for babies, but I still like it. It is. It's uh, a children's book. It's called uh, "Feeling Grateful: uh, mm-hmm. How to Add More Goodness to Your Gladness," and uh, it's mm-hmm. basically all about gratitude. I know that our, our sister podcast does a great job. We don't really kind of leave the the uh, the gratitude to them. That's kind of their thing. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway. All right, today's podcast is brought to you by AG1. If you don't have AG1 in your life, you need it. You don't even know that you need it. Here's the thing is like you don't even know you need it until you have it. Would you agree with that, mom? Absolutely. You don't even know like all the benefits that will come from this daily powder. I was like, it's just a powder. And like, what is this going to do? <laughs> I've taken powders in my life. I'm still the same person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I started having digestive issues and I was, I heard about it on another podcast and I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> maybe I should look look more into this. And so I started taking AG1. And ever since then, I was like, oh my gosh, my body's changed for so many different ways. The benefits of it, you know, if I don't take it for a day, I start to feel the difference, you know, between before I did and, you know, and now. So uh, if you've never tried it before, it's 75 high quality ingredient, ingredients and vitamins, 
whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day out right. Just, it's, it's, it's easy as remembering to take it first thing in the morning. And when you do, it's like everything your body kind of needs to like get your day started, right? So take it. My mom takes it. I take it. Um, I think you'll love it. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash Kramer. Again, it's athleticgreens.com slash Kramer to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Also on our podcast today is the Paired app. Paired app is great for couples. It's a great way to connect. Mm-hmm. It's fun for uh, for you and your partner. What you do is you download this app called Paired. I'm going to give you a discount code here in a second and a free trial. Um, Paired is an app. Yeah, you basically you pair them together, you and your partner, and then every day they send you guys questions. The fun thing is, it's a questions and it's games and it's uh, quizzes. And the fun thing is, is you don't see your partner's answers until you answer it, right? So uh, it's kind of like a fun way for you guys to start connecting every single day. You know, questions like they may send you a question such as like, um, how do you personally express your love for your partner? Or what's one mm. new activity we could, we could try together this month? And like, it's not because I get it, man. I did this for 10 years. Like, I can't imagine doing this for 50 years. I don't know how in the world. <laughs> I don't know how it's in the challenge. world have, have somehow figured that out for 50. <laughs> I feel like now if people make it 10 years, it's impressive. <laughs> yeah, you know? like absolutely. It's, it's like it most. Is. Maybe because most people that got married at my age are all not getting divorced, you know? So, mm-hmm. man, if you can make it past 10, I'm like, damn, that's good. That's good. That's mm-hmm. good. Uh, so try it. If you're in a relationship, why not try it out? See what it can do for you and your partner. Uh, it's time to have fun and lighten the, lighten the mood with Paired. Head to Paired.com slash Kramer to get a seven-day free trial and 25% off if you sign up for that subscription. Just head to P-A-I-R-E-D.com slash Kramer to sign up today. Connect with your partner every day using Paired. A happier relationship starts here. All right, certified fans, thank you so much for your support. We stop every show to thank you for doing what you do, which is supporting us. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, man. Well, what do you think? And I'd love your feedback on this. I don't even know. Like, I don't even know how this happens where we are, um, you know, I, we, we've, we used to try to hit three people a month to get three <laughs> members a month. Mm-hmm. And we, we were doing it successfully. We were actually at the beginning of the year, we started getting more than three. So I was like, if we get four every month from here to the end of the year, we have, we have hit our 500th certified fan. And that's kind of like a fun milestone. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we have thousands of listeners all over the country and we have about Mm -hmm. 400 uh, certified fans ish. Uh, So, I mean, I know there are people that listen that aren't certified fans. I was like, this, this should be easy. We should be able to get, you know, four a month. This should be doable. The second I said that y'all crashed, crashed, (laughs) crashed. So I don't know if we like I don't know if like the goal sounds unrealistic or freak people uh, out or what, but anyway, we could really and your birthday's use, coming up. I know. Uh, yeah, well, you, what a great way to celebrate your birthday and with new fans. If you ever want to support Certified Mama's Boy, now would be a great time to do it. So you know, yes. we are we are seventy percent driven by certified fans. You know, we get we do get a very little bit of money from these, you know, paired app. Uh so <laughs> just know that if we didn't have certified fans, we wouldn't have a podcast. And you get a bunch of perks by doing it. One of those is you get a shout out on the podcast. When we don't have a new person that day, though, we just spin our wheel of certified fans and we thank someone because, again, this show is not possible without every single one of you. Uh, 261 is our certified fan of the day. And that is Irene L. Irene, how are you? 
Irene's from Chula Vista, and uh, that's in California, it's in San Diego area. Irene's been with us now since July of 2020, and we are super thankful for you. Really, really, really appreciate that, Irene, uh-huh. uh, for supporting Certified Moms Boy as long as you have. I hope the weather in San Diego is beautiful today. I know that you guys, it's really funny. I, you know, I was there for just a hot second a couple weeks ago. And everyone was like, it was like I had like two sunny days, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, the sun!" And I'm like, "What? It's been raining here the whole year." I'm like, "Damn, that sucks." Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully, it's a beautiful day in, in sunny Southern California. Uh, yeah. Mom, let's uh, let's give Irene L her whoop whoop, and thank you for your support. Really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Whoop whoop to Irene L. Yes. We're so grateful for you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Please, uh, please consider supporting Certified Mama's Boy. Text the word FANS, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8. And mom, that's going to do it for you today. I love you. Okay, honey. I love you forever. All right. Let's do Mental Health Monday. This is my friend and therapist, Leah Aguirre. And Mental Health Monday is basically a segment every Monday we do where we just talk about things you might talk about with a therapist, you know, or talk about in therapy. I ask this question to every therapist that I go to, and I just realized that Leah and I have never had this conversation before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want to talk to you about the books that you personally think have changed your life. And I, because I, this is what y'all do all day, every day, right? Yeah. And, and there yeah. are, there are literally one bajillion books yeah. on mental health and personal growth. And it's almost overwhelming. Like, if you, even if you go on like Audible or I'm sure Amazon, if you type in whatever, topic you're looking for, you're mm-hmm. literally going to find like 40,000 books on that topic. And it's like, well, which one, what should I do? I'm not even sure. So I'd love to talk to therapists about like the books that they genuinely think have made an impact on their lives, because I think that's like, you know, y'all are like the real deal. Yeah. And I think what too, you- it's funny, the common thread with all of us therapists, we like own a bunch of books and don't read a lot of them. So <laughs> when you can find a good one, cause I want to vet them before I suggest them. Sure. But when you can find one that moves you, it's like so it's exciting. Good. good stuff. I love it. All right. Give it to me. So the book that I really think Is it your book. What would you say? Like, all you talked about was your book the whole time. <laughs> That'd be so wild. It all came from within. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, Brene Brown's the power of vulnerability, mm. but the, the audible, because it's done in front of a live audience. So it's like, she reads it, but it's like a little bit more engaging and she's just a great speaker and her laugh and how she describes things. Like you just feel like you're there and connected to her. And there's so many parts of this book, the power of vulnerability by Brene Brown. She what has did you take away? Stuff. Um, like for you, why was that one so impactful? Well, so she talked, so her whole thing is shade. She she's a researcher and she talks about shame and shame right. and vulnerability. That's like her whole spiel. And yeah. I am so hard on myself and it's always been like very much self-inflicted, like very just anything. Like I'll, you know, I not so much now, but like I'd spill something and it's like, you idiot, kind of like I'd say it to, my, to myself and just very, very self-critical, self-deprecating previously. Right. And when she she just kind of talks about where why we experience so much shame and also culturally what brought us here and and then for me, it what really spoke to me was her own ex, like her own examples of like feeling like not enough or like imposter mm. and kind of how she spoke to herself. And then I guess recognizing um, 
that that we all experience. I mean, I think I think what's hard, I think what I love about her and what what really spoke to me was how pervasive it is that people don't talk about these things, and that's why. And she talks a lot about that in her in her book is she does this research research and people for a while were really turned off by her because nobody wants to hear about shame, but it's so important because we all carry it and so much of it. And so just making it known how universal it is was really, really helpful for me. And then also just, she gives you tools like stand your sacred ground, like be grounded in who you are and like kind of to, you know, in moments of shame, we tend to shrink or like puff up. And that's when we're like, you know, we make fun of other people or maybe we're defensive or we shrink and um, put ourselves down. And so I think her mantras and kind of her tips to like cope with shame or feelings of shame were what really spoke to me. And I don't know, like she has a bunch, she's just as brilliant. And she's just, I think what people like about her, she's super relatable and how she I was going to say, I, don't, I, was, I was trying to figure out why we like Brene Brown so much. I mean, I mean because it's, you know, I mean, I think her, her stuff laugh. is, her stuff is good. She's just so like, she's like your neighbor, you right. know, like she yeah. just, she could be just any, anybody like in America. Your fun aunt that you like yeah. love to see and like, there's she's like not intimidating. Yes. It's like, the, cause she's a researcher, right? And she's done like legitimate research and she's right. done a bunch of TED talks and she works with really like, I think like, you know, what is it? Fortune 500 is that what those like companies? Yeah. She works yeah. with like executives. And so when you hear that, you feel like, okay, this person's like, you know, has a stick up their ass or whatever, but, right, right, yeah. but she's really, yeah, she's really relatable. She's, but like, and not in like a mushy way, like a warm, but it's like, there's some maternal, maternal instinct there and also just this kind of wise and then she uses humor like i think her humor is really helpful she laughs a lot like right i really in if, if anyone's interested she has a podcast i don't know if she's still doing it but um she brings on people like judd apatow so like she's really good at connecting like current culture pop culture sure. and connecting it to mental health and shame and so i think just how she makes it so accessible i think that's what it is it's accessible through her Give like it's not a bunch of jargon, you know? Give me another book. Oh, another book? Um, so only a 10-minute segment here. <laughs> only 10 minutes, folks. Oh, um, I would say Kristen Neff's Self-Compassion. It's called Self-Compassion. So she does a bunch of research in self-compassion. She's not as like charming in that way as Brene Brown, but she's really – she also shares her own experiences, and she helps you – to learn the tools. Like it's a practice. Self-compassion is a practice. And so I actually, that's a a book I recommend to a lot of my clients and the book I really connected with because I, again, I was used to be so self-deprecating and full of shame. And so learning the tools and techniques to be more confident and self-assured or to when, you know, in times where I'm hard on myself to just be more patient and compassionate. So her book's wonderful. And then she has a new book, which I haven't completed, but it's fear self-compassion. And she talks about like the power it's, particularly for women and it's how societal norms and constructs impact us and how you can't be angry. And then talks about harnessing anger and having compassion for yourself, even when you're feeling angry. Cause a lot of women feel so much shame when they experience anger or jealousy, you know, those feelings that are quote bad. So she's really good about, um, speaking to the female experience as well. And also like marginalized groups and people, but she does it in a way again, that's like super relatable, digestible and gives examples and then gives you a lot of tools and exercises. So I think what I like about her and why I like her for clients too, what I suggest is like, she has a whole website with free resources and activities and guided meditations. And she's really wonderful too. Her last, uh, her name again was what? Neff. So it's Kristen with two eyes. Neff, it's N-E-F-F. And so she has her website, selfcompassion.org. 
And again, she's like the leading researcher in it. She didn't come up with it and she talks about that, but she does a lot of research in that in that nice. field. Yeah. All right. Give me one more. Oh, gosh. I'm like looking through my... Through your vast collection. Well, are we talking... Well, um... Hmm. Just ones that, that, that speak to you. I mean, the ones that you think you've personally taken something away from. Or oh. maybe it, you could even turn this into if you want to, like the, the, the number one book you find yourself recommending to clients. Um. Okay. Yeah. That one, emo- uh, adult children of emotionally immature parents. That's easy. Oh. Because a lot of clients, you and I have talked, but we talk about childhood experiences, including relationship with parents and how that impacts us and the way we view ourselves and how we navigate our adult relationships. And sure. so it helps you to understand parents that maybe have some personality stuff that are really, really difficult. And it's very validating. So I think a lot of what's helpful about this book is if you have a parent that has like narcissistic qualities or maybe, um, I don't know if people are familiar, like listeners, but borderline personality, it helps you to understand those, those traits and why parents are the way they are and then also how to navigate it. And I think what's really, what's the most helpful for my clients is knowing, oh, like other people experience this. Cause mm. it's, I mean, there's a book about it, right? Like there's right. a need for it. So it's, it, it's very, um, validating and normalizing of the experience and also helps you to understand ways you can communicate, set boundaries, respond to parents. So it gives you again, like concrete tools. And I just think it's nice to know you're not alone. And that book is good for folks that have parents. And even, I mean, even if you have another person, I have a sibling with that's a, that's difficult emotionally, it probably could be helpful too. So that's another good one. And that one's called one more time, adult children of emotionally immature parents, uh, parents in that. writing this all down very quickly as we go uh leah has a book as well that we a, should mention it's her number one favorite book you have a couple of different books at this point yeah so i have a book for teens for girls that i wrote with my friend and um pierre geraldine it's for teens it's the girl's guide to relationship sexuality and consent so it's a book for young girls and parents and caregivers and social workers if a, a tool to give to to your youth or to like read with them or even get tips to how to talk to them. But um, it's to help teens navigate relationships, both romantic and peers and have more self-confidence and feel empowered. And then, and which is probably being actually <laughs> banned in some States. So, um, Wait. Oh yeah. Well, not banned schools, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, <clears throat> Just thought about that. Damn. I know. And it was timing wise has, was a little odd because it was, <laughs> Yeah, it's very strange. So hopefully people are getting it for their youth because they can't access anything in schools right now. Um, And then the other one, I have an ebook that's on Amazon and also on my website. And it's Dating Made Easy. And it's like a really quick kind of engaging workbook-like book to help you date with more intention and do it in a way that feels good. So you're not just like throwing yourself into the muck and feeling miserable the whole time because <laughs> nothing feels better than dating. I can tell you <laughs> so nothing's easier and better than that sport out there. <laughs> um, all right, Leah, your website for those that want to find you, you can find me at www.hertrueempowerment.com. I'm also on Instagram at her true empowerment. So check it out. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right. Thank you so much for everything that you do for the Certified Mama's Boy community. If it's listening, if it's contributing, if it's supporting, whatever it is you do to keep this uh, the spirit of Certified Mama's Boy Live is much appreciated. We have uh, one full week of shows this week. And then don't forget, we're going to be off all next week. And then we'll have many episodes Monday, Tuesday following that because I will be in Costa Rica celebrating my 40th birthday. Love you so much. And we'll do this again tomorrow. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.